Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela. And I'm Jen. And today we're going to chat about the dreaded summer slowdown. And of course, life updates with Daniela and I. Yeah, <laughs> always life updates because we're always uh, filled yeah. with them. <laughs> um, I think this year we are feeling summer slowdown, but it's a little different than other years and what we're used to. So we're definitely going to dive into that. Yes. We're going to sit down, get real, um, you know, and honest with all of you. So grab a drink and we'll see you at the table. I think we had this conversation, um, last this week, this week, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. This week with our Patreon group. And there was some really good discussions around summer slowdown and how everyone's feeling and what we're noticing and just kind of like all of that. So we figured this would be a really good episode to sit down with everyone else and kind of just give our honest, raw thoughts on what we think Mm -hmm. is happening and what we can do. And then of course, what's just kind of going on with us. So today's Friday, which is really exciting. Yes. Oh, nice. (laughs) Thank God it's Friday. Very long a very long week. Um, you know, weekend is definitely welcomed. <laughs> um, yep. And it's just been like really hot here, <laughs> like to the point where mm-hmm. it's obnoxious. Like it's just really humid. It's like in the like like approach of 98, 99 degrees outside. Like that's I obnoxious saw here. That. I saw that and I couldn't believe yeah. how hot it was. It was over there. Yeah. I mean, over here it's always pretty warm. Um, you know, but obviously, yeah, we do have like the times of our heat wave, but we don't have it right now, but it does seem like everybody's going through some pretty, pretty crazy heat waves. I know a lot of people like even in like the UK right now, they're going through mm-hmm. a really crazy, um, you know, heat wave over there. And most of them, they actually don't have AC because they don't need it. So yeah. Cause it never gets hot fun. like that over there. Yeah. <laughs> That's like exactly. our friends that live in like Washington state in Oregon. Like they don't have central air there. No, no. I lived Crazy. in British Columbia for a few, for, for a few years in my childhood. And um, no, we never had anything like that. Cause it was like, it would get warm, you know, but for a very short amount of time. So it really wasn't worth it. Right. To get yeah. any, any AC. Or anything, oh no, you so. need it here. <laughs> oh it's yes. Disgusting here. Yes. It's swampy. It's hot. <laughs> it's thick it's muggy you really need it out here too because the thing is like it just it stays warm for a really long time here Mm -hmm. so like we start in July and believe it or not we don't cool down until like the end of October so I always tell people if they want to come and visit California you should come in September or October because those are the nicest months because nobody's really around like tourist wise Mm -hmm. And it's still really, really hot, if not like hotter, I would say than July. Yeah. We're just, and that's what sucks. We like, we're not hot right now. Like it's, it's hot. Right. But it's not like you're kind of hot right now where you're like, holy smokes, this is a heat wave. Mm -hmm. Um, but we are about to get hotter because August is hot. September is hotter and October is, is interesting. so interesting yeah so anyway it's been really gross out um and like yesterday I had zero motivation to do anything because it was just even though I'm in central air like it doesn't matter like you can still yeah feel it you know Mm -hmm. and um I did absolutely nothing all week long related to reseller work besides our patreon call like that's basically that's basically all I've done but that's what we're going to start off talking about talking about because um 
I think it's a good time to bring up like taking breaks mm-hmm. and I'm not taking a break from reselling, but I'm using my time wisely and understanding that the summer slowdown that's occurring right now makes it really difficult to continue sourcing and doing things like we were mm-hmm. even two or three months ago, right? Like it just doesn't make sense logistically to be mm-hmm. sourcing and listing like I was when the sales just aren't where they were even two months ago. You know, and, and I think um, I think we should also start this conversation with, is there a summer slowdown? Yes. I don't care what anybody says on social media. I always hear this BS every year, you know, when people are like, there is no such thing as a summer slowdown. You just need to do X, Y, Z and things haven't slowed down for me. And but yes, they have. They slow down for everyone. I'm sorry. It's like, it's just natural and it's a part of retail in Mm -hmm. general. And then on top of like, you're just, regular summer slowdown, there's so many other factors that you have to consider for this year specifically. You know, COVID checks are drying up. People are starting to have to really look at their finances and see where their money is going and having to save. So it's like that extra money that was coming from the government is not there anymore, you know, or, you know, people lost their jobs and now they have to go and and, and find it because their unemployment checks are done. Like you there's a lot of people in a lot of different situations right now. So it's just across the board. Summer slowdown is definitely a real thing. So I just, I just wanted to preface that because if you're, you feel like, why am I the only one feeling this? You're not the only one feeling this. This is, this is natural. This happens every single year around this time. It will start to pick up. It always does. And we'll talk about that in, in, in the podcast, but I wanted just to preface that because I rem- always remember being so frustrated sometimes and hearing people were like, I don't get summer slowdown. I don't know what that is. It's like, yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> so historically, July and August are my best months in the whole mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. They are, they're my best, but I think it's because of how I source. And I think that plays a part into summer slowdown as well, where like right now, the things that I'm selling are boots and coats and sweaters. So like exactly. I already have my closet stocked with all of that. So people that are mm-hmm. thinking ahead because of how the climate of the world is right now, right? Like it's just people are trying to find ways to get creative with money. So some people are starting their um, online buying, you know, for the mm-hmm. fall winter now instead of waiting maybe another month or two. Right. Um, so right. I've mm-hmm. always been in that mindset of like, you need to make sure that, I don't know, that you're thinking ahead, I guess, so that you don't feel it as much as others who maybe may not be in that same thing. And I also, to expand on that, I think that um, we all sell different things. So summer slowdown may look different for each person. So like summer slowdown for someone who sells home goods may not exist. It might be like, I don't know, spring slowdown. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think it mm-hmm. depends on what we different sell. Different categories have different peaks and valleys. Definitely. Because I have heard, you know, sometimes, um, particularly hard good sellers who don't really feel a summer slowdown. Um, because, you know, lots of people, you have to think like in the summertime, you know, maybe people are home, things have slowed down for them and they're redecorating or remodeling, or this is their time, you know, to make the house 
you know, feel different, look different. Um, also it's, this is the season when people put up their houses for sale, you know, or they're right. moving because it's the time where the kids are not in school. So this is the time where you have to sell. So, you know, um, maybe that's also why hard goods could do well, you know what I mean? Cause people right. are, are, are looking to like redecorate their houses so that it looks nice or whatever, but people might be focusing more on giving away right now than buying. Mm. So that's just a really big thing to consider as well. But like Daniela said, the summer slowdown really isn't that long. Um, it's no. really an opportunity and a great time for you to prepare for Q3 and for Q4. When people are, you know, looking in July, and we've talked about this at shorts, summer dresses, you really shouldn't be picking that stuff up unless it's something amazing. You know, I'm talking like bread and butter, right? Kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But you really, as soon as you can, because I don't know, everyone's thrift or sourcing situation is different. But as soon as you can and you start seeing those colder weather things, you need to start picking those up right away. And don't be afraid to put them in the middle of July. Like Daniela said, you know, boots, because people are thinking ahead and people are starting to shop for back to school earlier and earlier every year. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, funny you mentioned back to school. I saw my first back to school commercial last weekend. No, way. but it makes sense. No, but it makes, think about it. That's crazy. Most schools go back yeah. in less they than a month. Early. They go back a lot earlier than they did when we were little. I know. Yes. That. Mm-hmm. So some schools go back like the second week of August or third week of sometimes third week, but it's in that range. Some go back really early because they're done like June 1st. They're not in school anymore because they start so early. So it makes sense that some people are already back to school shopping. When I worked in retail, um, we put back to school out after the 4th of July. That's when back Mm -hmm. to school goes out. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after Labor Day, well, before Labor Day, you already have the fall, like the traditional fall stuff already coming out. As soon as Labor Day hits, it's already on the floor. Right. Yeah. yeah, no, it's very true. It's very true. So really, you know, if you're feeling the slowdown, um, I highly suggest taking this time to also slow down and, mm-hmm. you know, reevaluate your business, look and see, you know, where are some challenges, where are some opportunities too for me? How do I want my business to look for the remainder of the year? right? Start looking at different categories to start sourcing, not necessarily different, but I mean, at least like, you know, like we said, coats, jackets, boots, um, you know, pants to like things that might, you may consider back to school. So like, um, going in the bag section and looking for cool backpacks, for example, you know, that can be something, um, you know, things that you've never really thought about, um, when it comes to, to sourcing. So just, I think just, it would be time for you to take that opportunity and also take the opportunity too, because something a lot of our Patreon members have mentioned in the past is just stale inventory, right? the inventory that's been sitting there, maybe it's time for you to do an inventory purge or a, um, what I used to do is a physical inventory, right? So once a quarter I would go through and literally go through all my bins and like 
I have a list, like a manifest of everything that I have and count everything out and see if everything's there and then get an idea of how much inventory you have and, and then figure out, well, what is the percentage, you know, like what's the percentage of what do I need to donate? I remember I used to donate like the bottom 10% of my inventory. So anything That's that I knew was moving bottom 10, I would look at that bottom 10 and then think, where else can I send this? Can I send this to the real, real, can I send it thread up or, you know, can I sell it too to other resellers? But I would, re- I would always preface it. Like I didn't have luck selling this stuff, but maybe you will. You know, Mm -hmm. and that way it's like, I think that that's a really fair and honest way to assess what you have. And I never had any problems on getting rid of my inventory because you never know who, whose audience, you know, who has what audience, right. And what they're looking for. Um, So, you know, there's definitely different ways on how to do it. And then if not, then it's just a write-off for your business in the end that you donated this close. I would always go to Goodwill or Savers, save that receipt. And that was part of my donations and it was considered a cost of my business. Exactly. And I think, um, I just think that taking a break doesn't necessarily mean stopping. And I think that's what people always associate taking a break with. Like taking Mm -hmm. a break doesn't mean that you're not doing the stuff anymore. It just means you're looking at it a different perspective and maybe just taking a break from what you were traditionally doing because we get Mm -hmm. stuck as sellers or just as a business owner, you get stuck doing the same thing over and over again. So to, to to like stray and go off a different path or start sourcing something a little differently than what you're used to, it's uncomfortable. And you don't really, I don't know, it's not that you don't want to do it, but it's just not something that you're used to. And it, it can be really difficult and you can't find your rhythm and it might take you a little bit longer to find that rhythm. But I think when we challenge ourselves to do that, especially during this time when we kind of have the opportunity to maybe mm-hmm. dabble in something different. And we talked about this with our Patreon group on Tuesday was home goods. Maybe this is your opportunity to kind of buy three or four different home goods that you've always been kind of wanting to test out mm-hmm. and put them up there in different marketplaces and just get a feel for what it's like. Maybe in the summer, you kind of slow down the process of buying clothing and you focus on another category that historically does well all the time. You know, maybe you start exactly. looking at, at toys because people are going to start doing Christmas gifts real soon. That's happening within the next couple of months, people already Christmas shopping. So Mm -hmm. maybe you start looking at that. I mean, if you're an Amazon seller, you're doing this all the time. You're constantly switching your sourcing strategy given whatever the marketplace is dictating. But in our world of reselling where we're thrifting clothing items to flip, it's a little different. We're more looking at like the seasons in terms of weather. We're not necessarily looking at it in the same way an Amazon seller is looking at it. Um, A really good thing that I used to do when I was in the marketing realm is I would use the Google trends, like Google analytics, and look Mm -hmm. to see what type of trends people were searching on Google. Like we have the best free tool available to us. This is a great opportunity when things are a little bit slower to do that market research, to watch videos on maybe different trends that are going on. Do like little, take like an hour each day to scroll TikTok, Instagram, whatever it is, and see what mm-hmm. influencers are putting out there on YouTube and all of the spaces mm-hmm. and get a feel for what's in, if that's your way of selling. Like, I think there's just so many different things that we can do, but going back to Google trends, if you actually take time and look at the analytics and, and understand what the actual consumer is searching for, that's what mm-hmm. retailers use. And that's what you can use to know what to buy for your store. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I love that. You know, I think it's about trying different approaches. You know, I know that, um, sometimes we definitely get stuck or we get get stuck. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't want to stray from what I know. I don't want to buy based off a trend. I don't want to buy vintage. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do any of that. I want to do what I know because it's comfortable. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. But, you know, but you know, who else, you know, didn't stray and who else, you know, who else did that? Sears did that. Kmart did that. All of these retailers that refused or didn't want to change or they changed too late. You know, retail is a constant evolving um, profession. You know, it's mm-hmm. a, it, it really is industry is what I'm trying to say. Industry. And you have to constantly be, be able to pivot and just be flexible in your business. Yep. So if things are stressing you out right now in regards to your business, I definitely think it's a good time to take a look at these factors and how can you pivot? And like Danielle said, like taking a break doesn't mean like I'm done or something, you know, taking a break could be, I'm taking a break from this process or guess what? I'm taking a temporary break too. Sometimes taking a small break and taking a step back and saying, I'm not going to resell for a week. See, just leave my store on if you want, you know, and have things sell and just take that time for yourself. I know it's really hard, particularly for the, you guys out there who depend on this money, mm-hmm. right. Um, as like, as income and you do need that, but you know, you also need to try to give yourself some breaks too, because in the workforce in America, at least, you know, you, you are allotted at least 14 days. Mm-hmm. of, of paid time off. And now I know sometimes we can't give ourselves 14 days, right. When we own our own business, but give yourself at least one, you know, if not two or something, or at least the weekend or something. And this is a, this is a really good time to do that. Honestly, it really is. Yeah. It's, I, I wish I had 14 days right now, but I don't, <laughs> I mean, we all accumulate time differently, but, um, I, I also, this is a good transition to talk about like where we're at when it comes to reselling. I know I said that I'm not going as strong as I was. I mean, I'm still doing it. I'm just being mindful of where we're at in the world, like without getting political or anything like that, you know, but just in general, the economy is not in a good place, period. Mm -hmm. Like there's no other way to say it. You know, inflation is high. People are really saving their pennies for things they really need. They're only really buying necessities. Um, you know, everything's expensive in terms of utilities and gas and like all of these things, they all kind of come together. And I think we're feeling it on a personal level. We're feeling it on the selling front as well. But I'm using this as an opportunity to just kind of like take the time off that I need, maybe not be go, go, go all the time with reselling, only Mm -hmm. list what I think I need to list, maintain the cash flow that I need, but kind of hoard the money too. I mean, we touched on this in our in our discussion with our Patreons, but I know for me, like this is, we're heading into a really scary place economy wise. Mm -hmm. So you've got to have the cash flow hidden somewhere. And I know that businesses are born during recessions and that's 100% true, but you need to make sure that you have that money sitting there so that you can take up on those opportunities when Mm -hmm. that hits. Think about like when everything reopened after not after the pandemic, because they never went away, but like when everything started to open back up, 
you know, we're a year in, things are starting to open back up in opportunities that we had in the retail stores. And because we had been hoarding all this money, because we're not really sourcing, we're, we only had opportunities for really free sourcing and besides online sourcing. So there were all these funds available and we could go to the retail stores with really great deals and scoop up a bunch of stuff that we would have never been able to get. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, I understand the concept of that, but I also think it's important for me personally to just have that money and not spend it all and use it towards other things that I may want and not worry so much about. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Acquiring inventory in the manner that I've always had to acquire it to kind of keep that rotating um, process going. I don't know. It's a really hard balance though. Like I, I do struggle with it, but I do realize that I don't need to be working or I say that in quotations, working as hard as I normally do like I it's okay it's it's a little slower right now it's okay for me to take a step back and maybe only photograph once or twice a week and only list three to five items and just relist when I feel like it kind of thing and then when things start to pick back up a little bit then you know I'll pick back up as well but mentally it's great (laughs) like I started working out again like I mean so many different things like I cooked it like I actually took some time to look up some recipes and cook some things you know like Mm -hmm. try different things and I think we don't realize when you do this on the on the side or as a second job you don't realize how much time it takes away from those hours that you have outside of your full-time job Mm -hmm. it takes up a lot you know, I, I think that you make such good points in Yellen. I think that's really great that you're taking us, uh, just like a slight step, if not step mm-hmm. and a half right back, yeah. um, for yourself. I, it was recently, recently listening to this podcast and it's, uh, called like 10% happier with like Dan, mm. Dan, Dan Harris, I believe it is. Um, I can put the link too. I can send you the link or something. And it was really great. Yeah. And they were talking to this psychologist about like, the opposite of depression. Right. And, mm. you know, one of like the, the key things about that was actually having a hobby. Right. But like having a hobby is purely for joy and for happiness, not anything that's a hustle because a hustle yeah. is different, right. Than a hobby. Yep. It, it really is. And I think for a lot of us, you know, reselling started out as a hobby and yeah. then we built it right to like, yeah. And then it quickly changed. (laughs) Yeah. And then it quickly changed and it turned into a hustle. So Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where it's like, it's understandable if reselling doesn't bring you as much joy as it used to. That's totally fine. It's because it's turned from a hobby to a hustle. So, you know, this is a good time, like Daniela said, to find things that are your hobbies that bring you joy. And I know like for Daniela, like she really, really enjoys working out and doing and feels really good, you know, like with all your power lifting and all these mm-hmm. different things that you used to do. It's like finding that that thing that brings you just that that helps you to relax, helps you to de-stress, unwind. Mm-hmm. 
that is not necessarily going to be part of your hustle. It needs to be something else. So I just thought that was kind of different, right? It, I thought that was yeah. kind of cool how they, they, they separated like a hobby versus a hustle, you know, because I think a lot yeah. of us fall into that, that trap with, with reselling, you know, where we it's do. like this, this is going to bring me joy. And it did, you know, like it does like the sourcing is really fun, all this stuff, but it becomes work. It definitely becomes oh, work. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think it's hard also to separate like the sourcing for yourself versus sourcing for your business. Like it never, it, it always coexists. It's very difficult to separate that. And mm-hmm. I've tried to make it a point this summer to like, if I'm going to go, let's say I don't need inventory, but I do want to go just to go to the thrift store, right? Mm-hmm. To find whatever it is, my new thing. And I've mentioned this in a, a previous episode is just to look at home goods. And like, st- like I have this little small home goods store that I'm trying to build up and but I don't know if I want to build it up because it's actually fun to me. So I just like mm-hmm. to go and just look at home goods and that's it. And then I leave. That's all I do. And maybe I pick up one thing or two things. Like last weekend, I ended up picking up both stuff for myself that I like little things that I needed in the house, like baskets, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Um, but that, but I've created that for myself and it's really hard, but that's still fun to me. And at whatever point that it does not become fun for me anymore, then I will stop and I won't continue that part of it but I think having this like outlet to source home goods and know that it's still going to go in a store and it's going to be fun but it's more of like a hobby and then I find things for myself for my home so like it's like a nice healthy mix of both I like that's that a mm-hmm. really hard balance to develop when you are a reseller mm-hmm. it's so absolutely. hard yes no absolutely I, I I agree but I love that idea you know if you if if the part of like the hustle right of reselling that you get the thrill out is sourcing, then maybe like you said, change your strategy. Then if you're like, Mm -hmm. I just want to go sourcing, I don't want to give it up because it's really fun and find something different to source. Right. It doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily have to be that. Although I know it'll be hard. Like Daniela says, like, Oh, it's so hard. What's what's on the racks though? Or whatever. You know what I mean? Bringing out new racks. I should go look at them. Yeah. I mean, like if you want to sneak a peek, right at the, um, Oh, I absolutely do. (laughs) Yeah. At at the new racks. And then I give you that for, for sure. But, um, you know, like for me, I've been going into thrift stores and I've just been looking at books, you know, and I do that too. Mm-hmm. I like finding that. books for myself, finding yes. books for Ellie. I really enjoy that. And I, and I kind of get my thrill right of the hunt and I get that done, but I'm not bringing in more clothing or more pieces right into my house that are just going to cause me stress, you know, cause for, mm-hmm. for me on, on my side, I've definitely, have come to the conclusion that I just, I need to take a temporary step back, you know, when it comes to reselling. Um, I, I have been feeling very overwhelmed with everything that I have, you know, um, I working a full-time job, um, you know, having a small child and everything else that is in between all of that, right. You know, husband and the housework and all this stuff. I have, I have not really had time to do things for myself and something for me. And the way that I've been trying to unwind and relax is not working for me, you know? So I have to let go of some things. And, you know, for me, letting go of the reselling part of reselling has been really tough, but I don't want in my free time to go to a thrift store and look for clothing to sell. I just don't right now. I don't want to go to the bins. I don't want to go Oh, you know, God. the thought of the bins never intrigues me. <laughs> I know that. 
but like I have been wanting to, um, and I'm hoping to sign up next week to go back and start doing hot yoga again. I used to love doing that. And that was like my outlet and that, you know, when I work out and I run and I, I get those endorphins and that high, I feel so much better. And I actually feel much more relaxed than I would have just sitting on the couch, scrolling through Instagram, you know, and, and that's another thing that I've done. I've actually set time limits for myself on Instagram and on Poshmark too. I used to spend hours and hours scrolling through Poshmark, looking for, you know, sourcing for stuff, looking for myself, window shopping, but just time sucks, wasting time. So I actually reduced my Instagram time to 15 minutes a day. Good it's for you. tough. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I'm and sure. For Poshmark, 20 minutes a day. That's what I'm allowed. Because if I'm on there more than 20 minutes, I'm not doing anything. I'm just goofing no. off, right? Right, and window exactly. Shopping. And it started to concern me when I would look at my, my time, my screen time, and I was averaging four to, you know, three to four hours a day on my phone. I'm like, that's not good, you know, and, and I'm using that as my unwinding time and I'm not unwinding. So it's just finding that balance. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that you bring this up too. And people might be like, Oh no, is Jen leaving? No, Jen's not leaving. Will you stop? She's taking a break. (laughs) She's taking a break from selling clothes. (laughs) I'm taking a break from selling clothes. Exactly. And I know there are some times where like, um, you know, I might not be in a recording here and there and stuff, but a lot of it's just, again, it's that, it's that balance, you know, and, and I've, I've never been so busy myself in my life. I think a lot of us are used to just kind of like doing it alone and like doing the hustle and you know what I mean? Or, or you have your partner, but I know in the community, a lot of, a lot of you out there are either expecting or new mothers and all of that really changes once that little one comes. Um, and I know that the veteran moms that have been doing this since the beginning with their kids understand that, you know, that the time yeah. is very precious. Um, kids grow really quickly and I would much rather spend my time myself. Obviously if you're different, I get it. But like, I, I'd rather spend my time with Ellie at a park, you know, or playing with her at the pool or doing something rather than taking her to a thrift store and her sitting in the stroller, you know, or sitting in the cart while I'm sifting through, you know, racks. It's just, but I do have that luxury. I understand. I do have that luxury that for me, reselling was extra income and extra money. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do, I do want you to know that I do acknowledge that as well. Mm-hmm. I think that because you moved back home, it also makes more sense for you not to be reselling right now because you mm-hmm. are closer to family and you are spending more time with them. Where I think if you were still here in New England, I, I don't know if you would have given it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. now even though you know Ellie's growing and all of that I mean that obviously doesn't negate any of that and how busy you are but you also get to spend time with your family now so you allocate that time to that and it makes it more difficult to include the reseller time where if you were here it's a little different yeah and I think also um I knew New England like the back of my hand when it came yeah. to thrifting. Yeah. yeah um and I have not had that time to establish even though this is my hometown um, you know, I haven't had that time to establish which are the good thrifts, which are the good thrift stores, which are the ones that you need to hit up on certain days, which are the ones that are good to look at their coats, which one is good to look at their bags, which, I mean, I knew all of that out there and it's important mm-hmm. for you for your sourcing strategy to know all that. And I just, I don't have the time. 
to, to get yeah. to where I need, need to get to. So I actually feel a lot better. So I am doing exactly like what I said. I was, you know, that I suggested for you guys to do when you look at your inventory, I'm looking at the last few things that I have. I only have about two bins left and I am seeing, you know, what can I send to the real, real, what can I send to thread up? Um, you know, and what she can send to her friend, Daniela, or what I can send to Daniela. Exactly. (laughs) What can I send to Daniela? And, um, you know, just kind of clean, clean things up. And then when I'm ready, just start fresh, start new. And I'm excited to do that, to start fresh and start new when I'm ready. Cause I'll apply everything that I know today to my business. There's something so refreshing about emptying all Mm -hmm. the tilts and starting over. Yeah. There's something so refreshing about it. I've never gotten to the point where I've gotten to zero, but when mm-hmm. we were moving, I got close to it. I think I was at like, I had a lot of shoe bins, but um, in terms of clothing, I had five, six. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. I think six totes in total. And like, if, I, if I'm thinking big totes, I have things in smaller totes. So I'm thinking big, big totes. I had like six. And then I dwindled that down even more because I started sending a bunch of stuff off to the real real. And now I've accumulated all that stuff back throughout the year. But now I'm slowly starting to send things back off into the real. Because I feel like we all get into that pattern, which is why I think summer is a great time to start doing this. Is mm-hmm. you just look back to all the inventory that you've collected over the last 365 days, right? And mm-hmm. you just wipe that all clean. Maybe you have like a limit, like the items from the last three months I'm still going to hold on to. But everything else I want to go through and like, if it's still sitting here, like I just got to find homes for it. It's either going to go here, there, wherever it's going to go. And I've mm-hmm. actually found so much joy in doing that in the summertime. It's just offloading a bunch of inventory to the real real or thread up and like calling it a day. Bye. That's a project in itself. When you do that, you don't have time to source or list or do anything else. If you're dedicating time just inventory management, you don't have time to do anything else because you, the thought of even bringing in inventory while you're doing this is like, you can't even fathom the thought of it. Cause where's it going to go? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. So I, like we said, good times to reflect and you know, and it's, and it's definitely, you know, reselling is never going to go anywhere, right. For any of us, I think it's all in our blood and everything, but again, nothing wrong with taking a small break and, you know, also slowing yourself down for the summer. I think it's, I love that you said that you thrift books because this has always been something that I've enjoyed doing. When I was mm-hmm. a teacher, I would go to Savers. This is before I even thrifted for myself or anything. Like I didn't, I just went to Savers because they had Halloween stuff and they had toys and things I could buy for my classroom. That's yeah. why I went. And I would go and I would go like on a Thursday or Friday after work as I was on my way home, I'd stop in Savers and they have a great deal on books at Savers where it's buy three, you get one free or whatever it is, buy four, get one free, whatever the, it is now. And that's what I would do. I'd go through all the different books and I would get new seasonal books for my students to replace in their little library. And then I'd go in the toy section, I'd find whatever toys that I could use for my preschoolers. And Mm -hmm. I would, that's how I rotated all my things in my, um, in my classroom, but I got so much joy out of that. And when I became a reseller, I decided that 
I don't know. I wasn't going to do that anymore because the focus of reselling was just to sell things and for clothes. But as I've evolved as a reseller, I'm now using that time that maybe I don't feel like looking for clothes. And there are times I walk in the thrift store and I just have no desire to look at clothes. Like it just doesn't interest me. I'm looking at the racks and I'm just not motivated by it. Like we all get to that point where we feel a little burnt out. And um, so when I start to feel that way, I now use it to go look at books for myself. So I like to look for coffee table books to have in my home. I like to look at cookbooks and I love cooking and baking. So I like finding new books and different ways of cooking or um, nutritional type books and, and looking at that so I can build up my collection um, of those type of books. I like finding different novels and things that maybe I've seen that I just, I don't know, just don't feel like buying full price. So if I can find it at $2.99, like I'm, yeah. I'm there for it kind of thing. Um, Absolutely. But I think, I think it's so healthy to have, to have that. And I've noticed the more that I grow, the more that I've grown as a reseller, I'm losing that happiness that exists. And I, and it's becoming a job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I already have a job that feels like a job. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So trying to find ways to make, because this isn't reselling just a job, right? Um, our, our world is resellers, our jobs, we have stores. I mean, we have the podcast, the Patreon, all this other stuff. So yes, it is a job, but I never want to lose that element of fun. So when the fun starts to leave, that's yes. the big like, okay, take a step back. What can I do to reignite myself? And it doesn't necessarily have to be focused on the business itself. It could be aspects of the business that make you feel good that you just start to do little things with. And it kind of grows from there. Hence my whole home goods thing. I think that kind of sprung on because I'm in a new home and we decorate slowly. And it's like, that is joyful to me. And yes. like I said before, looking at clothes sometimes, I'm like, get me out of here. I have no desire to look through a rack. Bye. Yeah. And like sometimes, like you said, sometimes just taking a small pause and a small break from that um, is good. And then you can go back in a week, two weeks, a month or so and go right. with refreshed eyes and a refreshed mind, right? In, in um, you know, your main category and what you yeah, know and, and you love. Mm-hmm. Also use this time. If you like, you're sick of listing things, there are other platforms out there. If whatnot is working for you, do it. Like get on there and auction those items or clear your inventory, do whatever it is you've got to do or use it as a way. Like I know people are going live thrifting, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, if it's working for you, do that. Maybe it has nothing to do with reselling at all. Maybe you want to start creating a book or whatever it is. There are other ways to create income streams for yourself outside of selling clothing. So if you're in the middle of summer slowdown and selling clothing isn't working for you right now, look at other ways that you can make that income for yourself. Yep. I think that was very well said. Pop-ups. Pop-ups are a good thing. I would love to do one one day. That would be fun. I think that would be a lot of fun too. A lot of work. (laughs) Oh, yes. Hold on. All All right. right, Well, I think that, you know, I think this was a really great conversation and- you know, hopefully some of the stuff that we said resonated with you and, you know, and just like, you know, we're always here if you want to talk, yeah. you know, and, and listen, we have lots but, of emotions when it comes to this. 
We're oh, just yeah. putting it short for heart, you guys. I think it's like, cause well, our hearts are so into reselling and we absolutely love it, you know, but it's okay to take a break from it too. That's all right. Yeah. But is it, if you love something, set it free. Yeah. <laughs> it and like go and sit outside. Like, don't worry yeah. about it. Go sit outside. Platforms aren't going anywhere. And no. the other thing is next week, we're going to do our fall trends. We are going mm-hmm. to do that. We're excited to do it. Some people already starting to talk about it and um, we're going to break it up this year. We're going to do fall next week and then we're going to wait a little bit and then we'll do winter. Instead of lumping it all together, we're going to separate it. Um, I'm kind of really excited for the fall trends. It's I've my seen favorite. Trends, yes, and I've seen Always some trends that I really, really like. So super excited to talk about that with all you guys. Uh, yeah, we're going to end this here. We will chat with all of you next week. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye.